On Sunday, Pastor Josh taught from the book of Joshua in the story of Rahab the prostitute. Our conversation today centers around the reality that God can redeem any story. No matter what you've done or where you've come from, he offers salvation and healing. But this story also shows us that redemption comes not only from a head knowledge of God or an emotional experience, but from belief that produces faith which informs our action. It's a great discussion today. Thanks for joining. This is After the Message. All right, guys. Good good to see you today. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, good Mike. Good to be here. Hey, Mike. What's up? Uh, it's great to up? see you today. Really? Yeah. Yeah? Good. I think so. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're happy to see me. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beats the alternative. Not being happy to see you. It definitely does beat that alternative. Um, so in the room today, we've got... <laughs> I'm not even jumping in there. <laughs> in the room today, we've got Josh Braddy, Mark Evans, Jay Fletcher, myself, and of course, Corey on The Engineer. Yes! Um, Corey. The, the silent partner in all this. <sighs> so... Uh, <laughs> was um, that crowd noise? That was crowd noise. <laughs> yes. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. that, I was breathing into the microphone. <laughs> yeah, that was really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. So... Uh, yeah, and so, uh, Josh, I see you're new in a, wearing a new accessory today. So. I am wearing, and it's probably the most expensive piece of clothing I've ever bought. <laughs> yeah. I ended up uh, evidently breaking a bone in my toe a year ago uh, and have just walked on it, and it keeps getting inflamed. And so Doc thought it would be a good idea to put me in a boot. Mm. So hmm. here we are. In a an- another reason why we need to have this all on camera so you could see it yes, in all of its it. glory. Yes. yes. It is pretty fancy. It is. I think really it's cool. Nice. It's like, uh, remember the Reebok pump shoes mm-hmm. back in the day? This has that, but it's dual pump. So you click one and then it pumps the right side, and then you click two and it pumps the left side. Hence, wow. you Hence, saying it costs a whole lot of yeah. money. <laughs> and it's also warm and snug. Was it is warm and snug. It looks like some it's sort of like space boot space or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it would be better if I had one on both feet. But I would probably be miserable to walk. But I definitely would look, look more cool on my Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it's just another opportunity to show up on Sunday yes. to see the boots. To see the Hopefully boot. by Sunday, I'm going to have a scooter accompanying the boot. Oh, oh are you going to come on platform? Oh, nice. hey. Scooting, baby. Are you? <laughs> yes, are sir. Are you serious? Oh, I can't a little wait. horn on it. Honka, honka. Oh, are, I love are you going to be on a scooter? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wow! You guys yes. heard it here. Oh, Josh, yeah. Josh is going to sport a scooter. It's going to be great. You, didn't, you did not level. tell me that part of the story. Oh, yes. you talked about I with the boot. Wow! Yeah, a scooter would be fantastic. Yes, it will. <laughs> I can't wait. But well, as much as this costs, I didn't want to ask for the scooter, right? And so I knew we had some friends uh, uh, that have a scooter, okay. and so mm-hmm. I am going to their house this afternoon to pick up said scooter. Wow! Nice. There we go. I'm going to buy you a horn. I don't, Put it on there, baby. Yep. Yeah. Well, or you could buy me a Segway. Either way. Hmm. I remember uh, a comedian actually, came here one time. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a comedian. I actually have that one. I have one at home, but Do you? Um, I'm not sure if it would help you much. Uh, yeah. A Segway? Yeah, yeah I think yeah, I fell off. It's one of those Segway minis. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Counterproductive. It's pretty cool. Right after I got it, like I, I was riding it, and then like a few days later, I got vertigo. So I have no idea if there are things, but <laughs> I haven't ridden it since. And you haven't had vertigo since. That's right. There you go. So who knows? Um, I should probably sell it. Uh, anyway, uh, so in, in other news, uh, besides uh, Josh's boot, Josh was also on national television this oh morning. Oh, boy. Did, did you guys. Yes. I saw so, 
Yeah, so CBS National uh, picked up, uh, did a news story on the Roe versus Wade uh, decision. And uh, Broadmoor, there was an aerial view of our campus uh, on their, uh, in their news story, along with a clip of Josh. So, um, yes. yeah, it was just a very, very short clip. It was, but... yeah, maybe like three seconds. Um, we sent them a longer clip. Yeah. Uh, they were here in our, in our, on our campus on Sunday. And, um, you know, we don't allow cameras in our services, at least cameras that are like uh, media related. Yeah. Um, and so uh, they caught me up after the service and asked to do an interview. I declined, uh, sent them to our uh, communications pastor, Michael Bowen, and he connected with them and. Um, so they're running uh, that morning clip, but also it'll be a part of their nightly news segment, something in the clip that we've given them in the yeah. nightly news segment. But I was thankful because, you know, national news, you think they're always, mm. I don't know if this is right, but I think my thought is they would paint us in the worst possible light, right. um, which they didn't, uh, which I was very thankful for. Now, they edited a lot of, I think, more powerful, what I would believe is more powerful and right statements, um, yeah. but mm-hmm. um, they, they didn't paint us incredibly awful. Well, and I think, you know, and again, because I, I, I was watching the correspondence between you and Michael Bowen on, you know, whether or not we would, you know, what we would do and how we would respond to their request. And I just found myself very thankful for Michael's wisdom mm-hmm. in, in how to mm-hmm. uh, how to talk with them and, and really, you know, how to request and, and, and really provide conditions for use That's of the right. story. And uh, so they did mention, you know, that although if you had seen the clip, on its own, you know, it was really thank God for the the decision. But they also mentioned the just the um, the encouragement for adoption that you That's did right. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I thought that you know because really the first five minutes or so of your message was was really talking mm-hmm. about uh, the Supreme Court decision, and um, and I thought your comments were really really well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, we we are grateful as believers. Um, for uh, that decision and the valuing of life, but but I also just really appreciated the way you approached it and the mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. that you showed toward those who are hurting mm-hmm. uh, in all this. Because there's another side, you know, mm-hmm. to this issue, and a lot of people are really upset and very hurting right now. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, and I appreciate the call to action um, yes. for our church family. You know, we 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 talked about it before, but this this is an opportunity for us to get active. That's right. And um, not just sit on the sideline and cheer, but to be loving and to run to the hurting mm-hmm. and to to um and and I think what we we're working on is is really shoring up that orphan care ministry here, Broadmore, and um, putting us in in the best position to to minister to folks, to mm-hmm. serve people, anywhere from adoption to foster care to those who have made those decisions in the past that just need healing and sure. forgiveness. And so, and even advocacy for, for you know, young moms or, or any mom that is, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going to now carry a baby That's right. um, that, that may not consider adoption um, and may not walk along that side of foster care, whatever that would look like, but they don't know what to do and they don't have the resources to do it. And so we want we want to be that church that, that goes that you can't. To be pro-life, it's not just against abortion, right? Mm-hmm. right. It's not just a vocal thing. If you're truly pro-life, it's all of life, all peoples, all places, all all seasons. And so, I mean, the, the sermon was awesome. It, it was just good. But that first five minutes, it yeah. did it for me. Yeah. Um, just to to watch you engage at so many different levels, and then to hear even a little bit of your story, mm-hmm. the emotion that was there, 
it it had to be real to most everybody mm-hmm. in the room, no matter where you sit yeah. uh, with the decision. So I, I'm just grateful for your honest mm-hmm. uh, heart to engage that and how you're leading us as a church to get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're watching you do that, and it's pushing us to get better at that. I mean, how quickly, talking about Michael Bowen, and, and how quickly did he put all of those resources together have that ready on our website awesome. for people yeah. to begin to engage. And it's not a complete list yet, That's but right. it's a starting point for the places where we're trying to really engage this thing in a, in a healthy and mm-hmm. wonderful way. So yeah. um, it, it was just, it was so good yesterday. I love it. And, uh, you know, for those who are listening, uh, the, the, the page that Jay just referenced um, uh, is on Broadmoor's website, broadmoor.org. You can go to our, our homepage and find a button it's labeled Pregnancy Resources, uh, to access that, or you can type in the URL broadmoor.org slash pregnancy dash resources. It'll take you to the same place. But um, really, it's it's a place for uh, for people to uh, to really get connected to some various ministries and organizations around our our area that serve um, uh, you know hurting people around this issue. Um, and so, or for those who are struggling. You know, from the pain of, of right. having an abortion or struggling, uh, have a, an unwanted pregnancy and are really uh, uncertain what to do. Um, you know, there's there some resources for, for all those people there. And so uh, it's a great place. I, we encourage you to check it out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I think that's a, that's a great segue um, uh, to, to the, the sermon topic from this past week, because we were talking about uh, the story of Rahab. And uh, one of the one of the main themes uh, of this story. So you have the nation of Israel. They're they're about to to come into Jericho, and and uh, they send a couple spies in, and uh, and they get connected to this uh, this woman Rahab, who is a a temple prostitute, and um, and so that's the whole story about how she helps Israel, and um, as they come in and and uh, and conquer Jericho, um, and so one of the one of the primary themes is you know that. Uh, I mean, any story can be redeemed, mm-hmm. you know, and we see, we see a woman here in this, in this biblical account, um, who is a prostitute uh, who, you know, most of us would think, you know, that's, you know, uh, it's, that's difficult to redeem. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yet we see her not only redeemed in this story and she's, she and her family are saved, but in the new Testament, I mean, you know, we talk about, it, she's actually in the hall of fame, you know, <laughs> of right, faith. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so you know, thoughts toward that. I mean, yeah. so let's just talk about that for a moment. Just the, you know, how how uh, you know, no matter what your story, what your background, like mm-hmm. like like, Jesus offers hope and redeems. Yeah. I th- I, it, it's sad sometimes, and and I know we all feel it at times or in our own lives. I mean, I don't think anybody is escapes that feeling of not not feeling like you're adequate That's or right. that you're good enough. But when you have conversation. Um, sometimes, man, it, it is a deep wound for some folks mm-hmm. that, um, and, and I was having a conversation, this, this was a divorced guy and, and he felt like he's lived his ministry, his life mm-hmm. on the sidelines because he felt like he's been disqualified. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the message yesterday, I think was really encouraging to him, you know, to, to, to be able to say, we're, none of us are disqualified. He can redeem. That's right. Anybody, yeah. you know, and 
Um, so I think that was a really affirming mm. for a lot of folks yesterday. I think it's great. And, and whenever we think about, and there's a reason we put this in our sermon series, right? So the stories that shape our faith, that, that's not a category in the Bible. That's just kind of something we came up to put all these, you know, storybook stories together. Uh, and But the thread that runs through them all is this is our story. Mm-hmm. Um, even though you look back and this is, this is probably a 3,000 year ago account um, from where we sit today, that is still just as accurate uh, today as it, as it ever was, mm-hmm. that, that we were enemies of God. We, we weren't just like uh, morally neutral uh, enemies of God, like, like just kind of coming in. We're not quite an enemy, but we're not quite in the family. We're just kind of in between. There's none of that, right? So, so you are either in the family in the household of faith uh, of God or you're not. And, and if you're not, then you're a full-on enemy of God. And so you have this woman who like strike one, two, and three, go against her in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see this beauty of redemption mm-hmm. uh, that comes to her life. She's saved. And one thing we didn't even get into, her whole family is saved mm-hmm. because of the faith act that happened. Mm-hmm. And and more to that, and the imagery of of the scarlet thread hanging out of her window. Mm-hmm. And, and they knew because of that red that covered her that she was going to be safe. Yeah. And everybody who hung under that banner would be safe. The picture mm-hmm. of what was to come. Yeah, uh, is just something beautiful and powerful, and it again, it is something in that storyline that that shapes how we understand the gospel of where we are today. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, I think one of the hardest things uh, I know, even in, in pr- preparing for it, but even in conversations I had yesterday with some people, there was this moment where the city is devoted to destruction, like all of it. Men and women, young and old, all the animals, everything is devoted to destruction. And then, and then the things that are of value, right? Uh, the things that are spared are the gold and the silver and the bronze. And you know, somebody could read that who's probably cynical and say, "Well, of course, that's what the that's what the religious would do. They would go in and kill everybody and steal all their stuff." Well, even that is a picture of of what is going to unfold in the gospel for us. But whenever we we hear that, like the whole city's devoted to destruction. Why in the world would a good God cause all those people to die and all those things to die? Why, why would that happen? Well, okay, so, so now we, we take that. If this is a story that's shaping our faith, if we are to take that narrative, and it's real and it's an account, and put it over us, well, the Apostle Paul writes it this way, for the wages of sin is death. Okay, so, so we know that if you have sinned, then you, you have death coming to you, destruction coming to you, all right? Who has sinned? All. Mm-hmm. All. Everybody has sinned, all right? So again, that, that narrative playing out. If all have sinned and the wages of sin is death, then who is devoted to destruction? All. All. Everybody. And everybody has destruction coming for them unless the scarlet color, the thread, the blood of Christ covers them. And that is the only reason that that destruction passes over. But it's not mm. just first with, with Rahab. You go all the way back to, to Passover, where we mm. get the idea of Passover, mm. that you have the, the angel of death who is coming down and all firstborns mm-hmm. are going to die, mm-hmm. except those who have the blood of the lamb over the doorpost of, of their house. We see this narrative time and time again throughout the Old Testament, because it's mm. pointing to something bigger that's coming in the work of Christ. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. All are heading for destruction. Everybody. How can you be saved from that? Mm. You have to have the blood applied to your life. Mm. And it's the blood alone that allows that destruction to pass over you. Mm.
But that that's the tension, right? And yep. it should be the tension. Mm. I think we get confused if we don't think everybody's messed up. Right. Because you start thinking, well, there's got to be somebody good. No one mm. is righteous. No, not one. Yeah. That's what the scriptures teach us. Mm-hmm. That's a weighty thing. It's a weighty, weighty thing when we get into this this Rahab Rahab narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually, you know, I I was processing some of that, and I, I think, Jay, hearing you talk earlier, you know, I, it sounded like you were circling around some similar sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is a, you know, there is a tendency, right, I mean, where we feel like, and you, you referenced, I mean, you know, this, this man you were talking to mm-hmm. who had been divorced and felt like that this has disqualified him in some way. I mean, I think, you know, the enemy loves to, to make us feel like uh, we can't be redeemed or... Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's another side to that uh, where uh, we, we fail to recognize our own brokenness, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of forget or, you know, don't really understand what we were saved from. And, uh, right. and, and it causes us to see others uh, in, in a judgmental way mm-hmm. and, a, yes. um, and not, not the way that God sees them. And, and sort of, mm-hmm. you know, we... And and then it causes us to to not show grace or right. love or you know it's just it's just judgment. Sure. And, well, and we we can do the same thing. We can think that we have been redeemed or we are more valuable because of what we bring to the table. Hmm. Um, our goodness, mm-hmm. our skill set. Um, why am I more justified to be elevated than somebody who's been disqualified? Well, it must be because of what I've done. Well, I'm doing the same thing that that person's doing. Right. I'm basing mm-hmm. my worthiness on the way I've worked my way up mm-hmm. the ladder to be more justified yeah. and more valuable. Yeah, so it's right. all actions based. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's good. That's a great perspective. And, and what what made her, and I think this is what you said so clearly, and why it, it, it it's encouraging to all of us. It's not us that that allows us to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not right. we, we don't fight for it, and that's right. you know try to achieve some way to be redeemed, it's faith. That's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the same faith for the divorced guy, for the um, the prostitute, or the pastor. Mm-hmm. We, we all sit at the same place. That's Our exactly only right. hope is faith. That's exactly right. And, and you know, it's that, you know, we tie it again. I mean, you're, you're, you're quoting the Ephesians 2 passage. It is, it is that by grace through faith that you are saved. It's, That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a gift of God, not a work of man, mm-hmm. so no one could could boast and Ephesians two eight nine by the way. There you go. <laughs> See, you got it. Very good, Mark. Yes. Bible drill. So proud of you. you got it. Hey, when, when I know a reference, I'm going to spit it out there. <laughs> and, and that's it, right? Yeah. So it's it's that grace that comes to us. And I think if if we're not careful, and us particularly when I use that term, paid clergy, um, we we I think more than most are tempted to believe that we have gotten where we are because we worked really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think we have worked hard. Um, there, there is seminary. There is a lifetime of of, of vocational striving, and mm-hmm. and you want to live holy, and you you want to work in a way that glorifies the Lord. But above all those things, the only reason we have what we have in any capacity, no matter who we are, is grace extended to That's us. Right. Mm-hmm. Now we live that out in faith, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's first grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's something that we, as ministers, ought ought remember more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not here because we are God's gift to this world, or we've <laughs> right. tried really hard and we should be the standard. 
if anything, we are the standard for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, we we are the ones that people should look at and say, "Wow, if God could use you, He could use <laughs> <Yeah>. anybody." <laughs> uh, one of my favorite lines, you know, it's unique getting to pastor anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I love getting to pastor here in Broadmoor, and uh, this is my second stint here being a student pastor. Before that. But prior to coming here as, as lead pastor, I was at my home church for at New Palestine for eight and a half years. And um, what I mean my home church, I mean like I grew up there and <laughs> I pastored the people that, uh, that I grew up with. And uh, it was always fun because the church after a while starts to look like you, age, uh, passions, those things. So I was doing a funeral for one of my friend's grandparents and, and one of the dads who, you know, he was my friend's dad as I grew up. Like his comment to me was like, are you the pastor? And I was like, uh, yes, sir. He goes, wow. And like, and like his face is scowling. He goes, God, man, if, if God could use you, I guess he could use anybody. And he just walked off and I was like, thank, thank you, you, I think. Yeah. But, but it is, right? So, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we are funny. the standard, not for we, we did really good for ourselves, right. but we are the standard for grace. If mm. God could use us, mm-hmm. truly, he could use, he could use anybody. Yeah, so. I found myself yesterday afternoon thinking about Rahab, uh, mm. a prostitute. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like to think, you know, about me being that person. You know, I mean, right. I, I was thinking about all the things that I think about a prostitute, dirty, nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all, of these, all of these things just keep coming up. And the truth of that is that's who I am. Mm-hmm. And so that thought hit me yesterday afternoon, and and I don't I don't like that. I, right. I don't I don't like for somebody to look at me and, you know, I, I want them to see the very best mm-hmm. in me. Right. And, and the truth is, there's no good in me. Mm-hmm. There, there's no best in me that that is really who I am. Right. I, I, I'm dirty. I'm I'm broken. I'm all messed up. Yeah. And and the thought that God could redeem that, that God can redeem. Me mm-hmm, and that right. re- that reminds all of us that no matter uh, there are so many people buying into the story right now that Satan gives them yeah. that you've done this that disqualifies you mm-hmm. That's right. and and the truth of that is God can re- literally redeem every story mm. no matter how bad we've been how unclean uh, all messed up God is still in the work of, of doing that in our lives mm. and I I just found myself so grateful yesterday afternoon mm-hmm. just thinking about her and running through my mind all the things that I think about her. And that's me, mm-hmm. and that God can do something with that. Mm. That's good. So, so that's let's great, Jay. so let's talk about it for a minute because um, you, you know you made it a point to say. I mean, so so here we have Jericho, and you you talked about the fact that like the whole city was fearful. Mm-hmm. Like they they believed in the God of Israel. Like they heard the stories about what he had done, about parting the Red Sea, about, you know, what had happened with others that they had conquered. And, and so they were like, there was belief there, but we see in this story, you know, belief was not enough to save them. That's right. Um, what we see in Rahab was there was a faith uh, that, that extended to action that, that was, and you you talked about that. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's talk about that for a few more minutes and just, um, you know, because I actually wrote down in my notes um, that knowledge and emotion does not save. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's absolutely true. And, and I think, um, I don't know how, you know, if you're listening to this right now, how, how, that, how you heard that um, yesterday. But I do know that me being in church work the last 20 years of my life, 
but growing up in church since, you know, the first memories I have are in church. Um, those are two of the boxes that we tick first mm-hmm. to say if we're a Christian or not. Yeah. Uh, do you know about God and have you had an emotional experience? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you walked an aisle and said a prayer and cried and and people, uh, you know, clapped you? And, you know, some... I remember distinctly uh, being at a youth camp growing up and, and asking the question, man, how do you know that you're a Christian? And I think they're well-meaning, but it was like, oh, man, have, you know, when, when, when you walk down the aisle and you're just shaking real, real hard and, mm. and you just, you cry and, and, and that's, that's just how you know. Mm. And like, there was, there was a time growing up thinking, wow, I need, I need that moment. And so <laughs> every year we'd be at church camping on decision night, the last mm-hmm. night of camp, we're like, Lord, give me the shakes. Trying I don't to work know. it up. Like, work yes. it up. Yeah. And, and I, that's terrifying for somebody who I'm like, I don't feel that, but I think I love him. And mm-hmm. I don't. And so I was thankful that even as I transitioned into college, that somebody made it clear to me. That's when I first started to truly be discipled. Mm-hmm. That's not what salvation is. That That's not a marker even of salvation. And so when we dive into a text like this, we see that, that, that Rahab, but also the people of Jericho, equally, they knew about God's power, his might, his authority, his wrath. And the salvation that would be offered. Like, they knew those things, but that didn't save them. Mm. Um, there was something different about Rahab mm-hmm. than everybody else in Jericho, mm-hmm. right? And it was the fact that she knew that God was the true God. Now, again, they knew that. They knew that that God was authoritative, mighty, powerful, uh, and coming in, in wrathful justice. But she put her faith in him mm-hmm. for salvation. How so? Because she asked, hey, look, I'm, I'm going to protect you. I'm asking you to save my family. I'm asking you that when when the time comes and and your God gives you this land, would you protect me and my family? Mm-hmm. Like there's something about that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it doesn't say this here, but if I if I'm going along with the narrative here, like there's something about God awakened her heart right. to ask those men that question, mm-hmm. to ask those men for the salvation that was probably available for everybody else right. who would have come and surrendered to the authority of God, instead of just being terrified of the authority right. of God. Right. And, yes. And, and I think you're right, and I think that's that's the distinction that, that I think is said there, but it's also demonstrated later when they, when in the New Testament, when, when she's referenced again mm-hmm. for her faithfulness. The cynical side, I mean, we talked about this for just a little bit earlier. The, you the, have a cynical side? <laughs> Man, really? It's minor. <laughs> it rarely surfaces. <laughs> but the eight to ten times a day. Right. I mean, you know. uh, but this the, that side of me said, of course, she protected them. Mm-hmm. She was terrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all she was trying to do was cover her own backside, right? And so. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, she was just trying. I mean, it, it really wasn't faith. It was just her trying to to get out of getting destroyed. So of yeah. course she saved them. And but I think from we can't miss from this passage and from what's referenced later, there was something that God did in her heart. Mm-hmm. It was more than just I'm afraid and I got to cover myself and make sure I'm not destroyed. It was a it was an awakening. It was a trust. It was an understanding of who God was on a a faith level, sure, not just a knowledge level. That's right. And then um, we see that carried out even in the future, where she's mm-hmm. living among the Israelites, right? That's I right. mean, and so it, it for those of you who are cynical, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> with me, I think there is I think there is reason to to believe that that her faith was a, a genuine work of the Lord in her. 
um, that, that sure. led her to put confidence in the God of the Israelites. All right, so here's a question. Um, can a genuine faith begin with just a, an outright fear mm-hmm. of death and destruction? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that a thing? I, I, th- I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. No, I think yeah. it can begin there. Sure. Yeah. For okay. sure, right? But I it can't end there. I think it right. can't be just that. Right. Yeah. That's right. But it can stir in you okay. something that says, well, it, it's, it doesn't even have to just be the fear of hell. It, it might just be the fear of, it might be the fear of hell, but the fear of why am I here? What is my yeah, purpose? Right. Like, this is all meaningless. Fear of the unknown. Right. right. Yeah. And mm. something stirs in you and you recognize, yeah, I need to be saved. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we weren't afraid of the consequences of not being saved, mm-hmm. well, we don't really understand what not being saved right. is. We right. we, you can't is enjoy it, salvation. The whole right. purpose of the name yeah. is telling you that something... Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a rescue. Something is getting mm-hmm. you and something is saving you. That's right. 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 First thing that popped into my mind, that's that's a place where questions start. Mm-hmm. And, and you begin to process through that. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe I, it can't end there. But right. yeah, start there for sure. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I know just in my own journey, I've had some places where, you know, I even doubted salvation sure. at times. And and it, yeah. it was some, uh, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, wait, I'm not supposed to. You doubted to, salvation? Yeah, I'm not supposed to. And you're to, a pastor? Yes, I did. God, yeah. You did not put that on your resume. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. And I still got the job, man. <laughs> uh, didn't fully reveal. But y'all yeah, y'all I didn't mean, doubt it this week? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, wait, today? Uh, get in line. You know, but, but there are times when, when that healthy part comes yeah. in there and it, it makes you ask yourself, Hard questions, mm-hmm. which means eventually you're going to lean into Scripture and the Holy Spirit speaking truth into your life Absolutely. and reminding you. So, uh, Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm I'm thankful for that healthy fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Yeah. No. You know, the the healthy, and I think that's right, healthy fear of destruction, even a healthy fear of death, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you one thing I miss being here um, at Broadmoor. It's just different, right? And, and this is going to sound weird when I say I miss it, because I do. Um, when I come on Sunday morning, uh, I drive in and I come down. We affectionately call that road that has just been repaved Mulholland Drive because Mulholland struck the check to, to pave <laughs> that road. Um, and, and I go into the back parking lot and I park and and really it's like a Disney scene, right? So I get here early. Sun's just breaking. There's usually some deer over here in the corner and some geese kind of eating. I'm like, man, this is awesome. And as I walk, the sun's coming up just right over the corner of the mm-hmm. church. And, you know, the birds are chirping like, this is Disney. This is great. <laughs> Where I came from at New Palestine, our church, um, long story, but ended up uh, the... All the land surrounding the church is a big cemetery. Hmm. It's the largest public cemetery, or at least one of the largest public cemeteries in the state. Hmm. So I would also park my truck at the very end of our parking lot, and I would walk. But to do that, you have to walk alongside the cemetery. Uh And when you go to a church, and a lot of people who listen to this or a lot of people come to our church grew up not here at Broadmoor, but a different church. When your church has a cemetery, every time you go to your church— you're reminded of your mortality. Mm-hmm. You're reminded here in Madison, that's not the case. You're reminded of dental and this and that and those, <laughs> because that's what's surrounding yeah. our church here, mm-hmm. right? But you go to the, those churches with with the, the cemeteries, dude, you're reminded that man, you might not have today. Mm-hmm. You might not have tomorrow. And so when you're walking into that, that church or walking out of that church, there's a sobering reminder that the Lord is is 
that's calling you to action now, mm-hmm. right? And so I think for for Rahab, and I put myself in their shoes, man, those sobering moments are good. They're mm-hmm. healthy. They're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't end there. Right. Like you can't just be motivated by fear mm-hmm. because the moment that that fear stimulus is gone, there's no more motivation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, to the question, I think, yeah, you can... You can have that fear motivation, um, yeah, but it can't it can't end there, right? Hmm. Good. So we we talked about uh, I, I think we started to talk about it a little earlier, but um, the fact that you know, I mean, if you look at this story, it's pretty harsh, right? You know, so Israel came in and like killed everything. Yes, like everything. Yes, all the things. Yeah, like all the animals and the, you know, and I, like I, I said in our pre, pre-recording pre discussion, it's like, you know, what the donkey do? I mean, it's like, you know, but... but, but it just but sounds I mean, so funny to me. I don't know why. But I mean, so... Make a good book, is what, what Mark the, said. What um, the donkey do? But I mean, Mark, so I think, we can, I think we can get our heads around. I mean, you know, uh, they were enemies of God, right? right. And, and you, you made a point to say that, you know, and I, I think maybe it's it would be helpful to, to talk about here a little bit, you know, what constitutes an enemy of God, but, um, but two, like, why was it necessary to kill everything? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, what, what, what was that all about? Right. Mm. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we talked about just a little bit earlier. I think the picture for me, um, I don't find as much tension. I mean, there's tension there, right? Um, but it's, if, if you are, if you are marred by sin, you are an enemy of God. Uh, and, and in creation's narrative, everything about Jericho was marred. Yeah. Where would you go with your mm. book? With uh, the so even even the donkeys, <laughs> even the donkeys, because all of all of creation yeah. is marred by sin. I I think the one that um, the part of this of this story, and we see it in other places in the Old Testament. But what what's hard for me to get okay with is, yes, we all deserve to die. We all deserve, I mean, we are all enemies unless we have been redeemed. But these men were ordered to go in and murder mm-hmm. children and mamas. And and so I, it, it just seems like a an inconsistency mm-hmm. is what I struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it, yes, we all deserve it and we all are going to die. Um, but there's a, I, I would feel really uncomfortable if, if one of you said that God had given you a command to go and kill all the lost people in a certain village. Yeah, could do. Um, can I, can I try it a different way? Yeah. All right. Um, now try I'm, you. I didn't answer it. I asked the question. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> well, I'm going to ask another question. You, okay. All right. I didn't know if you were going to answer it differently because nope. let gonna, me answer it. If you I'm going to answer your question with a question. <laughs> okay. Good. Yes, that's exactly what right, I'm going to cool. do. All right. So, and again, I think this is this is the link here. Okay. Um, because we're we're talking about God's people going into the promised land, a land that is now being occupied by somebody who is not them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a land that is promised to them, and God has given them that land. And so, again, we're not dealing with morally neutral people or just lost people. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with enemies of God who are in a territory that is possessed by God, but they are there that shouldn't be there. Right? right. Would you feel the same tension if the Lord gave the armies of the Lord the command to go and destroy demons, and all the strongholds of hell. Mm-hmm. 
would you hold that same tension? No. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, right. I, I, th- I think no's the answer, but not, sure. I, 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 <laughs> probably not. No, you're acting no, like that's a trick question. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah are you fixed to you fixed to trick right. me? No, no, I would not. I would, I would, I would feel okay with it. Sure, I would too. Right, and, yeah. but in my head, those two are more similar uh-huh. than it would be now. Having marching orders to go into this lost people who haven't never heard the gospel, right. and us to go by the sword and to destroy them. That's not the same. It's not the same. Setup. That's the, exactly the, right. The context is completely different. That's exactly because right. Because because of the role these people were playing as enemies of God's chosen, which He had a covenant with to protect and love and That's exactly right. Give them this territory, and the and enemy had come it. in. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. this isn't like again; they're not morally neutral. They don't know. They don't know that the sword's coming. They know it's coming. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's different. Yeah. It's, hmm. it's not a lost group of people and mm-hmm. a UUPG and unreached, unengaged right. people group that we're going in like, oh, tricked you. We're not giving you the Lord. Right. We're going to give you the sword. If any um, of our friends in Tanzania are listening to this, they're like, <laughs> this is not our missions tactic. Right. But still, the yeah. donkey didn't know. <laughs> no no yeah. idea. Mike is way no more idea. worried about the donkey than he is the infant. Nervous, so, so. Just nervous. But for me, right? So again, this is gray, gray, yeah. gray. Yeah. yeah. This is not like, I can't give you chapter and verse on. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's how those two are tied together. But as I understand yeah. it, and as I understand the narrative of all of those who were in the promised land, right. they were there and shouldn't be there. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all knew it. And mm-hmm. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it's always going to be hard, you know, for us just to, to put our head around that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a helpful differentiation between mm-hmm. it was just a random, yeah, we're going to go yeah. kill everybody in this because they don't love God. Right. No, it's it's a little bit more than mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's easier to grasp on a on a macro level, right? You know, you look at it in in terms of like the the gospel story, and you know, obviously, you know, it, what we talked about earlier. You know, all have sinned, all have fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. So you look at it as a sort of a, an illustration of the mm-hmm. gospel. Sure. But then, if you look at it as a true account, right? It's you know that's when it becomes much harder to to yeah. really get your head around, right? Um, I was thinking about just that whole enemy of God, and I wrote down in my notes, an enemy of God is when I believe I can do life without him. Mm. And how does that play today? Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can get caught in that story, a back enemy of God then, but mm-hmm. so I, I don't know, processing yesterday afternoon, I got to thinking about there are people sitting in our churches that are enemies of God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they have not allowed the work of the Holy Spirit, that they have a lot of knowledge, maybe they had the emotional experience, um, you know, a lot of different things that they would check off their box and say, I'm in, but in truth, they're still trying to live their life, mm-hmm. and they're all in control without uh, living their life without Him. Yes, and, and I, I just... I couldn't, I couldn't let that go yesterday for some mm-hmm. reason. That, that mm-hmm. just stayed on my heart, the number of people that, man, they live in that every mm-hmm. day. That, that whole idea, and they don't even know. They hear, they heard it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm an enemy of God. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm good. God sure. and I, man, we're, we're really, really good. And the truth of that is, is maybe not. Mm-hmm. And, and we haven't allowed God to do that work that only God can do in, in us. And we're an enemy of God, and we just don't even recognize it. Yeah. So I, that, that just kind of brought it mm-hmm. to today for right. me. That's good. Mm. And for me... The, 
I think even more the specificity. That's a fun word to Ooh. say. Ooh. Um, hey. Of the fact that Rahab. He's a doctor. Was an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I did say the Holiday Inn Express recently. Um, was an enemy, but she was a prostitute. Yeah. Right? And and again, I mean, I'm, I'm not assuming we have young kids that listen to this podcast, um, but a prostitute is by profession somebody who gives themselves over and over and over again to many different people mm-hmm. for the highest bidding. Um, and how, to your point, how often is that l- exactly what we do? Mm-hmm to the Lord, Mm -hmm. that we are to be devoted to him, but instead we give ourselves away to every other thing that is at the highest bidding or the highest calling, and we go there time and time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. And then we would look at a prostitute and say, well, you you are dirty, you are disgusting, you are all these things, not because their skin is dirty or disgusting, right? but because we know what they're doing. All right, so again, apply that to our lives. How many times have we knowing that the Lord is good and gracious and, and kind to us, mm-hmm. run after and given ourselves over to other things and worshipped other things and loved yes. other things in the way that we should have worshipped our Father. And yet this woman wasn't just forgiven, mm. but she was completely <laughs> redeemed, restored, and given a place of highest honor uh-huh. in the Hall of Fame of Faith, not because of anything that she did. Now, yeah. again, Josh, yes, she did. She did do something. She was faith, right? She acted in faith, because the grace came to her. Right. Mm-hmm. And that grace only came right. because God is good. Right. That's right. And so, I, man, for me, when I hear this story, it could have been any other occupation that they came and met somebody and they got saved. But the fact that it came to a temple prostitute, and even in that, like she's literally giving herself over for another God. Mm-hmm. And yet the God of Israel loved her enough to come mm-hmm. to her to right. save her and all of her family. Dude, that's a beautiful and powerful yes, picture for us today. Yes, it is. Mm. doesn't matter what you've done or how long you've done it or to the extent of what you've done. The Lord is good. Yeah. He's gracious, and he wants to save and redeem you. Yeah. And so that's a beautiful picture. And she picture. not only shows up in the Hall of Faith, but she shows up in the genealogy of Jesus. Come on. I mean, yes. <laughs> really? Right. And, you know, all of us yeah. would look at her and go, man, there's no way she could qualify for this. Yep. Right. No way. And then she winds up in those two incredible yep. parts, right. Hall of Faith and the genealogy of Jesus. Yep. Mm. That's good. Well, guys, uh, great discussion today. Hey. Um, and uh, looking forward to this next week. You, you look like you want to say something, Mark. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I at least got to acknowledge the question. Which one? About. Um, the donkey? No, about, <laughs> about uh, Rahab Lyon. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's go there. I'm sorry. I just um, no. Go ahead. I I was asked to do it by a life group who is very faithful listeners. Oh well. There you go. Well then, by all means, let's hit that one. And and I want to see them next Sunday. And <laughs> so I, want, you do. I want some free donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there was an ulterior motive. Right, so so so, so uh, the, outline yeah, your question. Well, articulate. The, so the question is obviously Rahab lied to protect. And and so she she when does it become justified? When is it okay to lie? Is it okay to lie? Um, and I know we can pick this one out and say, oh, that's well, you've got missionaries who are living in dangerous places today, and do they call on the locals or ask the locals or expect the locals to lie for them? Um, is that acceptable? Um, and so that was 
Sure. That was the, the, the general question. Or along those same lines, you know, smuggling contraband into a area, you know, a Bibles into an area where right. it's illegal. Right. You know, which is which illegal. It, 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 particularly <laughs> when you're having to, I mean, if you're smuggling a Bible in, I, I'm going to lie straight up to right. say I'm carrying medical equipment or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's that good. okay? Well, I think that's the question. Yes. As everybody looks at Josh yeah, to give the answer. Yeah, exactly. I, I think doctor, it is, doctor, I think it is okay, but, um, it, it, you know, I, I, it does kind of trickle down to when does it, when is it not okay? Um, sure. Well, I think let's, let's tackle the question uh, as you asked it. So going back, um, I don't think the spies ever asked her to lie. Okay. Uh, she lied, right, to protect them. At least in the order that we're going, right. right? So if we're if we're gonna follow it uh, in in sequence, um, she hides them. She lies on their behalf, then goes up and talks to them. But then there is a moment that the mm -hmm. spies do look at her and say, "Okay, look, we're gonna agree. You you've protected us. We're gonna save you. We're giving you all this. But if you tell our business, right." You're gonna die, right? <laughs> now I don't know if that's lying or if that's just threatening, but that—I mean—they were just being truthful right. with her, I guess, right? Right. Um, you know, okay. So let's let's put that question out of the way. Is lying okay? Well, I would say no because the Bible says don't lie. Um, right. But is the Lord redemptive of all things? Um, and again, we're, we're again going in sequence. Did she lie before or after salvation? <laughs> <laughs> in the picture, it's yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and there's no lying after the, the sal right. salvific event, right? Um, <laughs> salvific. Salvific. You like that? And wow. specificity. Come on, guys. There's the word for the day. We got to get off the source red in the morning so we can just get rolling. Yes. <laughs> um, That's a good one. So, look, all right. When is it right? So this is probably the better question, and I think you were you were yeah. alluding to it. When is it right to go against law? Mm -hmm. Now, here's a struggle, because the question you're asking is, I believe, a God law as opposed to a uh, country law. Right? Right, right. Don't don't bring Bibles into this country. Well, I'm going to bring Bibles into this country. Um, I'm, I'm going against the law of man as opposed against mm -hmm. the law of God. Uh, it would seem Rahab lied, and somehow God honored it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a full answer that can mm. make it better. I'm looking at Jay. I do think that the Lord is gracious. <laughs> In Jesus' name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I think he's gracious and just working things out. Um, yeah. Because even in salvation, we're still broken. Mm. Right. And he's still redeeming, and he's still... That's that whole sanctification process, yeah. right? Um, I, I don't think the moral of the story is lie for the glory of God. Right. Um, but I do believe the... What we see here is uh, if, if you believe that the, the Lord is God, then you should serve him as such, mm -hmm. um, and not just in fear, not just in motive, um, but you serve him in the sense of, I'm going to do whatever it takes um, to, to bring him glory and honor and good to those that are around him. Um, so if it, if it comes down to protecting God's chosen, right. I'm, I am personally going to attempt every way possible apart from, right? I don't want to lie. Like, that, right. that's not of what I'm going to do. But I want those two guys to live. Right. Because those two guys are going to protect me. Mm -hmm. I just know it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm not telling you what she did was right. I'm just telling you what she did. I don't condemn her for because <laughs> right. if it's me, I'm probably doing the same thing. Yeah. Right. That's my answer. Yes. Good answer. Wow. Well, I'm good with that. 
I'll check on the class on Sunday and see, yeah. <laughs> see, see, yeah, see how many it. donuts yeah, they give you. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, we it, might be talking again about this next week. Yes, we might. It, it is just a hard one um, because I think even going back to missionaries, they may not be outright lying, but they can't be fully forthright either. Right. I mean, they're lies of omission. Yeah, they're they're yeah. covering themselves to be in some of these places. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and so it. Mm. It, they're being deceptive, if if nothing else, you know. Yeah. So, I, I, it's a great question, and um, I, I'm going to ask a, a missionary between now and next week, and we can revisit this. For you well, you are the missions pastor, so well, you would be in hey, a position to do and that. And I do have someone staying in my house tonight, a missionary from the IMB, and I'll put that on the topic of discussion. There you go. Well, there you okay. go. There That's you fun. go. Right. Please report back. I will report back. Well, thank you for b- bringing up that question, yes. Mark. You're and, welcome. Uh, thank you for having allowing me a few extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so next week, uh, we we wrap up the series, and uh, we are looking at the fiery furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There you go. That's wow. so much fun to say. It is. It is. Uh, so it's going to be a great uh, great wrap-up to the series. This has been a really good series, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we launch into a new series on the called The Art of Relationships. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're spending like four weeks in that uh, throughout the summer. So um, lots of great discussions to come up. Yeah, it's yep. going to be a lot of fun. Definitely. So, uh, as always, good to see you guys. Thanks for talking. Yep. That's and, great, Mike. Thanks it. for leaving us. next week. Yes. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. It's all about the donkey. Right out of here. It's a little breathy. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my broadmoor thanks for listening